It's the hour. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And on today's show... Uh, I'm sorry I can't go out. I'm scheduled to die this week. Extinct animals re-evolve, bidding there's still hope for Trump. I spent $25,000 and all I got was this clone kitten. Gadzooks! Those rat scallions have absconded with the dirigible. Oh, the humanity... Uh, wife revenge porn, she fucks herself. And Sarah Suckabee Sanders. Sanders? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got a new job at Fox News. Look, we're going to take her, put her a little bit of Sanders over here, and we're going to put the rest of her over here. I don't know. This is a Bernie Sanders joke. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll fair and balance her face back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, I think her qualifications speak for themselves. <laughs> Uh, the rainforest heard about it and started burning itself to the ground. <laughs> well, the French heard about it and started licking the ground around Notre Dame. <laughs> the Danes heard about it and still won't sell Greenland and started melting the ice faster just so we can all drown. Well, you know, I think it's great. When she left the White House, she said she just wanted to spend more time with her lies. So, you know. She's not the chosen one. <laughs> He's the chosen one. Again, the chosen one. I'm like fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> Except without a scar because I'm totally good. You know, it's... Oh, yeah. It's covered up. Covered up by his fur. <laughs> his fur. Hi, Jason. I thought you meant, I thought it was like his orange peel. <laughs> Do you suppose if like when he gets a cut, like juice comes flying out like an orange when you cut it and it goes. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's just dust. It gets in your eye. You're like, ah. Ow. I got oh, it's one, it's one of those super dry oranges. Yeah. You break them apart and you can hear how dry it is. Like, <laughs> like God damn it. This orange is going to suck. Correct. God. So. How was your week? It was, uh, okay. So I am house sitting. Ooh. For some friends, mm-hmm. and um, they're in Florida or whatever, and they have two dogs. One of them is elderly and oh. needs like an uh, insulin shot after every mm-hmm. meal, and she needs special attention. Does so she watch I'm... Fox News? Yeah, she calls it the Fox and the Hound. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's it's interesting for me because uh, I'm sure you you feel this as well. I've been married for a long time and live with my wife before we got married, and mm-hmm. I've not lived by myself forever. And so it's weird to be in control of everything in that house. Like <laughs> I decide, like, there's not, like, two dogs and three cats, like, mm-hmm. spreading fur everywhere and, like, moving my shit around and also a kid and a wife. Where's my stuff? Like, where did I put my tweezers and where did I put my sock or whatever? It's just exactly where I left it and no one's complaining. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say I love it because it's lonely, but you know, it's good to get away. Hmm. I think you need a she shed. <laughs> God, <what> a f- <laughs> God, I would burn that fucking shed down if it was me. How uh, was your week? I, I feel like the husband seemed a little like guilty in that commercial. I don't get the. I don't get it. The whole commercial, I don't get. Yeah, he's concerned about the she shed. He yeah. does not seem concerned. He's got the hose, but it's not really. He's not really doing anything. He's got a look of shock on his face or something. It's not really like, I don't know. Yeah. I I think he planned to have it burned down. He paid an arsonist. Yeah. And he's trying to, he's not convincing. I think he should have got a falcon. (laughs) 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 So how was your week? Uh, Good. I'm back at work. So Yeah. We setting up my classroom, you know, putting stuff. They won't let us put any staples in the wall. Really? So yeah, they're like no staples. You know, Aren't they concrete staples. block walls anyway? No, we have drywall. Drywall, ooh, yeah. fancy. Um, and so that's like a huge pain in the ass because I, I have some very large poster maps that are like you know six feet wide by three feet or I don't know what the dimensions on them. Yeah, are. Uh, probably six by four or something. They're heavy. 
Right. And that, that tacky stuff, you know, the little, the little clay that you're supposed to put yeah. on there. So it doesn't like, it doesn't have the ability to hold that kind of weight. You know, they sell, you know, the three M little three M mm-hmm. strips that hold the hooks up. Yeah. They sell that adhesive stuff just by yep. itself. I'm sorry. Who am I talking to here? <laughs> uh, actually, he's, I did buy some of those. Yeah. He's over there rolling his eyes like, oh, you you telling me about 3M strips? No, no, no. Ugh. I was like, I was affirming your, yeah. your product discussion. So yeah. 3M, not a not a sponsor. Right. Uh, no, I did, buy, I did buy some of those. And I was going to use them. But then I looked at my maps and they've been, I've used staples the last like four years. Yeah. And because I have wild beasts known as seventh and eighth graders, <laughs> uh, they always like, they run into the wall or something and like they pull it and it like rips the the poster. It's the poster, yeah. And so like the corners are all fucked up. Okay. And I was like, you know, after this year I'm probably gonna need new posters anyway. I'm not gonna waste these nice three M strips on a janky poster that I'm just gonna throw out. Actually I probably just put it in the back somewhere so that when I leave, whatever the teacher comes next, like they have something for the oh, walls. Yeah. Like, well it's a little janky, but here you go. Right. Enjoy these posters. That, uh, Sarah, who's my wife, who's also a teacher, has mm-hmm. that same, like, I should donate this or I should yeah. leave it here for the next person or whatever. Yeah. You guys are birds of a feather, well, so to you speak. Know, when I, well, when I moved in, well, okay, when I moved into my classroom, the teacher before me did not organize anything. So mm-hmm. I spent like two days trying to just go through the fucking cabinets. Yeah. And that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> right. Uh, but then, like, everything was shitty. Like, it was like the worst, like, it looked like it was from like 1992. Mm. I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this is all crap. So like if I could leave them something nicer because I'm getting something upgraded. Yeah. Do you um, have any of those uh, math textbooks with like the, the 3d grid that <laughs> kind of like fades off into the distance with like a, a sphere? Yeah, probably in the math. Right <laughs> uh, I got a little bit pissed yesterday. Yeah. Like, so yesterday was our safety day where we go over all the safety rules oh, about, you know, that sounds safe. you know, make sure that you're wearing your, vest out like because we have these high bright colored vests if when we go out to recess or things like that so people can see us and like we have to wear them during fire drills and we have like these red backpacks that have like rosters Mm, that's a very corporate thing to do oh it's very very corporate yeah yeah. uh (laughs) this school has had zero accidents since an hour ago (laughs) um but this year we did something new because we finally worked out an agreement with somewhere else so we had to do training on family reunification which is something that would happen after say a school shooting or or when ice comes in and sweeps through yeah uh so basically like if there's a huge like a school shooting or you know some sort of event where we cannot be in the school anymore we have to go somewhere so that the parents can get their children and so you have to you know work with another location that's like, yes, you can, and it has to be like close enough that we can walk. Oh, uh, yeah. And so then once that happens, we have to have a thing set up so that when, you know, you come to pick up your child, uh, you can't just like walk in and take them because we have to know, you know, who has this child. Because if, if your wife showed up, because she didn't know you were coming and then she shows up and she's like, where's my kid? And we're like, we don't have your kid. And then she's freaking out because she hasn't talked to you. Right. Like we need a process for how this all works. Yeah. And so we had to practice that process and it just pissed me off. I'm mm. like, yes, this is the best use of our time. Like I should have, like th- we should be spending time training me what to do and how to deal with parents who are worried that their kid may be dead instead of just taking ridiculous guns away from people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like 
Maybe we should do something proactive. Maybe we should be working on that part of it instead of just being like, well, you know what to do when the kids die. Good luck. I thought this was going in a different direction. <laughs> and you were going to say, I have to like get, have training on where to how to deal with parents when their kids are dead instead of doing my classroom, hanging <laughs> stuff up in my classroom. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and I just got more angry as we did it because then I just started thinking about like Sandy Hook. And yeah. how those teachers had to actually do it. Ugh. And then I started thinking, and then the thing that really pissed me off was there, there's a there's a business opportunity in that. Oh, there's yeah, a totally. business opportunity in making a process for schools in the situation. Yeah. Like someone could fucking make money off of this. There was a um And that that just grosses me out and pisses me off and like you know, uh, the little signs they have to have in the windows now with, like, the room number and stuff on the outside of the building? Mm. Yeah, I, I thought all schools had these now. It's, it has, like, a, a room identification number on the window no. on the outside. No, my um, school doesn't have that. You're, well, you got to get it, I guess. Mm. Um, but a bunch of the public schools in the area got it. Yeah. And, well, uh, we're a charter, so. Well, yeah. Corporate's not going to spend money on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. Like, some schools, like, did their own. They printed a piece of paper mm-hmm. and put it inside like a little plastic sleeve and then hung it in the window. But then some schools paid a company to come in and put the room numbers like in vinyl, like cut out the the vinyl cutout, you know, mm-hmm. so it looks nicer. Yeah. And so some company made money off of that. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know. Well, they bullshit. should they should print off In God We Trust and then they can get some business in North Dakota. Right. South Dakota. They should just... Whichever fucking Dakota it was. Print off thoughts and prayers, and that'll keep the shooters away. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that just pissed me off yesterday. I was just, like, so annoyed by the whole thing. Yeah. That we have to do that as a society, that we can't actually do fucking something, and that there's people who... And probably right now, make like, figuring out how to make money off of this. Right. Oh, definitely. It's just... Well, there's the the bulletproof backpacks that we've seen, Which they don't even... Like, I was reading this thing. Like, they had a thing. It's like, it's not really going to do what you think it's going to do. It's not like a bulletproof vest. Some companies making bulletproof backpacks and they're making money off of it. Uh, There are companies that are making, like, little doorstop... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that things... mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So someone's already making money off of it, unfortunately. And, And of course, there's Fox News. Yeah. And... Who's making money off of it every day. We have a conservative guy on the team yeah uh, and he's very much of the well i should have a gun and i'm like i think he may have been like in the military at some point i just get that like, like i know his kids because he's older yeah uh, i know his kids have gone into the military uh and and for a brief second i actually thought for a brief second yeah maybe i should maybe you should have a gun yeah maybe i should because if someone's coming in at least i can do something about it yeah, but what if that what if that teacher, other yeah. teacher, comes down the hall shooting? Like is it? And then I, is he the shooter? Like what? Who's exactly, the shooter? Exactly. Like the way I would envision it is, I'm in my room, and we are staying in my room. And if you try to get in my room, because that's the other thing. Like you, you get these door stops or whatever. I got a big fucking window on my door. Oh you yeah. You shoot the glass and you're in there. Why not just have emergency exits on the in the like in every room? Yeah. You know. uh when we so, were you at uh you you went through the middle elementary? Oh yeah yeah. They had they had doors. Every in all every the classroom every had an emergency yeah. exit. Yeah yeah. That's how we went to recess every day. Yeah. It's not that door because I so I went in elementary school. I was at that school for like half a year, mm-hmm. and I was in that building. And I remember there was a door to the outside, and sometimes like 
in the fall, they left it open for like a breeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now we have to have our doors shut all at all times and locked so that it's ready to yeah. go. So um, I know that this is kind of a like uh, one of those like what am I trying to say? Um, it's a dumb joke mm-hmm. that um, schools and prisons are designed by the same people. I mean, they are. Uh, but that's why they don't have emergency exits. Because <laughs> it's, it's about it's gotten to the point where everything is just so monitored. Everything has to be monitored 100%. I'm like, dude, really? Yeah. Really? We, we managed to live as a society for X thousand years without monitoring children 100% of the time. Yeah. I, right. I feel like they can make it to the bathroom on their own. Yeah, and most of them survived. Yeah. So, uh, and the ones who didn't probably didn't shouldn't have anyway. So, I've you got know. a question to ask you about yourself. Sure. Do you know that when you're annoyed, it is extremely apparent? Yes. Okay. So, do my you students, think about so that my, when you're at school? I'm like when you're at work and these I don't and stuff? have to because my students tell me like when I get like when I'm talking like this because usually I don't say anything. Right. And when I don't say anything, it's less apparent. That's like, not true. When you don't, so when you're not speaking, it is more apparent. Well, I don't there, talk a lot like a, anyway. A darkness comes into the room. <laughs> <laughs> I've known I'm you for a while. Brutal. Yeah. Well, it it just it just you your normal your normal personality is that of um, I would say uh, I don't cautious not cautious but like jubilance but like down one contained. Level. Yeah, contain jubilance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're just in general in a good mood and yeah. you're making jokes and stuff. But when you're not in a good mood, that's very apparent. So whether you're speaking or not. I would say at at work, it's going to be far less apparent because okay. I, it's a different level. Oh, you, okay. Like, you're, a, you're a different person when you're at work than you're in person. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm in, in yeah. professional mode. Yeah. yeah like, good. I'll still make jokes, but they're they're much drier. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're much less often. More dry than this podcast? I don't think so, sir. <laughs> I, it's a very dry comedy. It's, it's a very like, you know, I'll, I'll I'll say the sarcastic remark or I'll make the the bad pun. Oh and yeah, yeah. it's right. just like it's like a one liner. It's oh, like your father in law. Yeah. You know how my father in law yeah, specifically? Like, yeah, he he doesn't say a lot, uh-huh. but sometimes comes in with a zinger. Oh yeah, and then like that's kind of more what I meant. Right. But my students, like you know, I I talk to them way more than like. Because I see them more. Right. Like, there's not a lot of time with all my coworkers because we're in our classrooms and we're teaching. Right. Uh, and so, like, when students, like, we're having conversations or, like, something happens and I get mad, they're like, Mr. Barry, you're turning red. <laughs> you have a, a, a physiological <laughs> yes. response. Yeah. They, they, they can tell. They can huh. see it. They're like, oh, Mr. Barry's red. Yeah. So. I have, uh, um, apparently, I bristle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I never knew I bristled until like I don't know, seven or eight years ago. One of my bosses told me, "She's like, when someone comes and tells you you're wrong, you bristle." I'm like, yeah, because I'm not wrong, <laughs> but I am. I often wrong. I do know that I, they call me often wrong soon. <laughs> That's a Star Trek reference. I do know that I'm not always the best at hiding what I think. Yes, um, which has me a little bit worried because they rolled out this new like corporate thing you, you know you you work for corporate offices yeah you know how this works like they have some sort of program or some mm-hmm. sort of thing that they're like we want everyone to buy in onto this thing so we're all rowing in the same direction and we're the, you know yeah it, like working in retail they have their sales whatever yeah like this is how we're gonna we're gonna go for now like 
Go for no. I remember you were so mad about um, some company. I think I don't forget which one. Maybe Brookstone. No, it couldn't have been Brookstone. Anyway, you were um, you were saying you were mad about there are no problems, there are only opportunities. I know you just rolled your eyes so hard just then, <laughs> but that's so practicing that actually is much better. Saying I don't, I have a problem. Of course, and someone like you has a problem, you want to fix it, right? A problem gets solved. But an opportunity is like, oh, well, it's all, it's, it's all fluffy and in the ether and stuff. But I, I think if you, have, if you have a problem, say, my laptop is broken, here's an opportunity for a new laptop. <laughs> it's just such bullshit. That's my it's problem. It's not bullshit. It's, 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 it's is bull- positivity. It's, op- it's sugar-coated nonsense because we can't have anything that's bad. Everything has to be perfect and good and we have to blah, 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 blah. Go fuck yourself. You there is who, a problem. Houston, Houston, we have an opportunity. <laughs> Houston, great so, opportunity right now to not die. My stepdad used to talk about sugarcoating things uh, for kids or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And like everyone gets a trophy and blah, 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 mm-hmm. all that stuff. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea of looking on the bright side. Sure. that's The, the problem isn't that. It's the corporate... You, this is how we do it, and you will do it how we do it, and this is what we're saying, and it's an opportunity, not a problem. And now we're going to argue over the words we use instead of just understanding what the fuck you mean in the first place. Like, Right. But the words that we use are very important, and they affect disagree. Uh, so many things. Oh, see, disagree. you're disagreeing using stop words. You're telling me to stop talking. <laughs> I am not telling you to stop talking. That's corporate speak. I'm saying I disagree with what you are selling me. I have a different opinion. That's fine. That is saying... And I disagree with your opinion. I disagree without saying no. There is nothing wrong with saying no. (laughs) And that's the problem we have. It is perfectly fine to say no. It's the whole... This is corporate... We were talking the other week about um, capitalism. Yeah. This is capitalism in productivity in how you see the world. So I get that. You have to. Yeah. It's all about productivity. You can't say no. And that's part of the problem with, with this thing that we had at work. It was like about team, like being the, the idea team player, blah, blah, blah. And we had to do the self-assessment thing. Yeah. Because uh, there's three categories. You have to, to be a good team player. You need to be uh, smart. And then they tell you what that means, like being able to understand, like reading the room, basically. Uh, you need to be humble and you need to be hungry. Okay. So uh, the first one, what mm-hmm. was that again? Smart. Smart. Okay. So you can't be dumb. Yes. Right. What was the second but it's, one? It's smart. Like you can understand how your words are going to affect other people. Right. And uh, humble. 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 So don't be proud. Yeah. So. Everything that you say has a negative way to say it. Yeah, that's so fine. you could you have to be smart. Let's be smart. Don't be dumb. They Are you have two I'm different. Dumb? They have two two completely different. Mm-hmm. It means the same thing, but they have two completely different um, flavors, if you will, mm-hmm. to the words. We live in a Pepsi world, and I prefer Coke. Well, good for you because Pepsi is sugary and delicious, and Coke has bite. Coke has And bite. it's better, and fuck anyone who likes Pepsi. And they're both gross when they're warm. If you would like to tell us whether you prefer Pepsi or Coke, <laughs> or if you'd like to tell us how much we're wrong, uh, you can uh, send comments or suggestions via no, no, email. No, 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 no. 
if you'd like to tell us the opportunities for us to learn. Okay. If you have comments or suggestions, send us them. You said th- wrong. There's, there's... You, said, you said if they want to tell us we're wrong. They're not telling us we're wrong. They're telling us that we have opportunities. Okay. If you have an opportunity for us for improvement, send us an email at thehourpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like the opportunity to tell us to go fuck ourselves, you can tweet us at thehourpod. Or if you'd like to tell Jason no a million times, facebook.com slash thehourpod. And also find us on Spotify. That's right. And Or don't find us on Feel free Podbean. to tell me no. That's the that is the problem with the world. No one wants to say no. Like, where do you want to go it's for dinner? No, world. it is. Everything no. everything is like <laughs> it's not the problem with the world. Yes, it is. No. We yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me any problem and I'll tell you how no would solve it. Okay. Uh global warming. Uh maybe if we just say no, you can't have all the carbon you want for free. No, you can't have that cheeseburger. No, you can't have that giant car to drive to work just because you like a big fucking car. So Obama was trying to change the world with, yes, we can. Mm-hmm. You're trying to change the world with, no, we can't. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to change the world with, no, you can't. <laughs> no, we can't take Trump anymore. No, we can't do nothing. Yes, no, we can no. get him out of but office. That's th- yes, we, we, we can vote him out of office. That's fine. But no, you can't just sit out. Yes, you can vote, and I'm here to help. No, no. When you say, yes, you can vote, that means I don't have to. (laughs) But no, you can't not vote. Yeah, you can't sit this one out. No, you can't can't not. That's a a triple negative. That's because you did it that way. There's a more efficient way to say it. And what is that? No, you can't sit this out. No, you can't do nothing. No, you can't just hope everything's better. You must do something. I worked at a, um, a burger restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, so the thing was, you ordered a steak burger. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say which steak and shake it worked at. <laughs> Wait. So <laughs> you ordered a steak. So like say you'd order a steak uh, burger, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the drive through person would say, what would you like on it? And then people would say, no tomatoes, no onions. Okay. And then we worked with this guy, and he would he was in Georgia. Don't tell me what you don't want on it. Tell me what you do want on it. And I would say, whoa, whoa, you're getting stressed out. Get out of the drive-thru. But it's the same thing. Don't tell me what you don't want on it. Tell me what you want on it. Tell me what you want on your steak burger. Lettuce, tomato, pickles, whatever. But I That's don't positive. Know, I don't know what comes on a steak burger. Exactly. Nothing comes on it. Order what you want. Okay, this is a different That's conversation. A, well, I don't know what the options are. It's everything. That's what I'm saying. Like when I go to a so ask what burger, your options are. When I go to McDonald's, yeah, and I get a cheeseburger, sure, I know what's going to come on. Mustard, ketchup, pickles, onions. So all I have to say is I don't want a pickle. Right. No pickle. Exactly. So you want me to say, uh, give me a cheeseburger with mush, uh, ketchup, mustard, and onions? No, yeah. that's that's not efficient. Give me a cheeseburger with no pickle. Nobody said Steak and Shake was efficient. I know. No I've been, I've been in the drive through line. <laughs> no one has ever said Steak and Shake's efficient. All right. <sighs> so let's just agree to disagree that you're wrong, and then let's move on. No. <laughs> <laughs> get Up, to know. Updates. Not, it's not get to yes. It's get to no. That's what the program was. Yeah. Go for no. Go for no. So Was it three no's, right? And does it have them say no three times? I don't remember. All, all I remember is the book that they made us read about this guy who went through like a magical 
car park that took him back in time to a clothing store in like the 50s. And it was so stupid. And they played that music. Yes, they did. Updates. Oh, do we have updates? You do the music. No, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, you do. We did it last week. I know I didn't. I said, fuck it. Like two weeks ago, and I stopped doing it. You did it last then, week. I no, just listened you told to, me. No, I just you... listened to last week's episode like four hours ago. <laughs> because you told me to do it. Well, last tell... week, you told me to do it. So you're telling I'm me no? Do it. I'm not doing it anymore. This is an opportunity to do it. There are no updates. Just switch the slide. There's I'm, nothing. No fucking updates. It. it was going to be good. I messed it up. But we do have a correction. Oh, do we? Oh, that's a, that's a news line. I like it your is. little... Uh, your little uh, thing there, yeah. All right, so a correction. A listener contacted us to let us know that last week we did, were doing a discussion about the old Disney water park. Okay, that's, that's your wife, right? It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to call out who... who they, they're just a listener who talked to us. Why you got to, like, put them on blast like that? <laughs> because your wife is the one that tells us we're wrong so often. <laughs> anyway. I'm having a great time. Good. I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were having a discussion about yeah. how Disney's old water park, uh, they had, we said that the, the park was in the lake. Right. And, and actually, they just used lake water. It wasn't actually oh, in the it lake. it was filtered. They, they filtered it for crocodiles and alligators. Yeah. So we okay. were talking, the way we were talking, it sounded like like the water park was like, you did went down the slide into the fucking lake. Like where it, the, you're just where the going on the lake. slide in the Everglades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was not accurate. Okay. They used the All lake right. water, but it wasn't in there. However... Oh. However, uh, that being said, the beaches at the Grand Floridian Resort and the Polynesian Resort, they have beaches that go right up to the lake. Yeah. And if you watch some videos, like footage, vintage footage from the 1970s when Disney World was new, yeah. people are swimming in those lakes. They used to do like a, a water ski show in those lakes. Yeah. And people were out there on like little boats and people were swimming. So, wow. So there you go. Uh, I will say that uh, two or three nights ago, we went down this YouTube rabbit hole of watching... You and your wife? Yeah. We were sitting yeah. on the couch, and there was this 1972 Disney uh, foot like movie kind of a thing. Yeah. Showing, this is the fabulous new Walt Disney World. And oh. like they're going through and showing the attractions and showing all the stuff. Wow. And then that led to another one. And so we went like, this is the brand new Epcot. And oh, like, yeah. so like through the years. Epcot watching, was, was huge when it was built. It's twice as big as Magic Kingdom. I mean, huge, not. But it was a big deal. Yes. Figuratively big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was like oh, a second park. Right. Well, Ooh. and then like the, the construction of it with the big yeah. dome. It's mm-hmm. not even a dome. It's a fucking sphere. Yeah. So and it houses the most boring ride ever. (laughs) It's like it's like a history of communication in humanity. I would love to ride that. It's just like it's like bad animatronics. (laughs) Is it bad animatronics? Oh, it's bad. I didn't think Disney did bad animatronics. I mean, all animatronics are bad. Yeah. Have you seen a good animatronic? (laughs) You know, uh, Splash Mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imagine. Do you know what what a splash screen is in computers? It's like a little screen that comes up before you loaded an application. Oh, okay. Okay, splash okay. screen. It's Splash Mountain, but it's just like splash screens <laughs> from like Excel and like <sighs> Windows 3.1. And I like that it's a whole <laughs> ride cracking myself up based on Song of the South, which you cannot even see because Sweet it's potato pie. Because shut my mouth. That one. Brer Rabbit. Zippity doo dah with the wind. Zippity doo dah. Oh, it's you know it's like the happy slave. 
oh. kind of a kind of a movie because it's like from 1947 or something. I don't like and it. Disney put like it, it so far into the vault that they're like, it's never coming out. And there's this big discussion about whether or not Disney should bring it out with like annotated, like almost pop up video style yeah. to discuss like the cultural relevance of like this is super racist because that's how people were. And this is a example of this type of, you know, the, the, you know, blackface or, you know, like give you history so you can put it into perspective yeah. instead of hiding it so that people go, oh, it wasn't that bad. I don't think Disneyland, Disney World is the place I want to go. No, no, not Disney World. It's like the movie, the actual Disney movie. Okay. That you can't watch. They're saying they should use it as an educational film. So you were talking about that city in Indiana or whatever, leaving up the Yeah, and then putting mural. plaques on it to put it in historical context so that yeah. you can understand, you know, this is here and this is why it's here. And so it becomes a teaching thing instead of just a, you know, here's a statue of General Lee. Yeah. Cool. Oh, here's a statue of General Lee. It was put up because people were fighting against civil rights. And then it's like, oh, no. Yeah. So you're saying they should re-release the movie. Yeah, so, but in with, theaters, not in theaters, but no? you should have, no, like I don't think put it on Netflix or Dis. Well, Disney's gonna and have just, their Hulu thing, right? Oh yeah, put it on the Disney Plus and just hope people read like the beginning part and not the well, it'd be see, like just see the racist part. You put the you put it up there on the screen, like pop up videos. Do you remember pop up videos? <laughs> From the nineties, yeah. Let's bring up. Let's bring back pop up videos. Okay, first for of all, racism. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, <laughs> pop up videos was fantastic. It was an excellent, yes. excellent entertainment. It was the show. IMDb of its day. Exactly. The IMDb trivia yeah. section. When we right? watch, so when we watch movies, yeah. You know, one of us usually gets on IMDb and we go on that trivia section so we can talk about as we're watching. Yeah. If it's a movie we've seen before. Pop up video. <laughs> Wait. Pop up video. I can't. There you go. There it is. Maybe we should talk about the fucking news. No. no. I think so. We're half an hour in now. I might as well just... <laughs> Here's an opportunity to talk about the news. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's right. We don't have a problem. We have an opportunity. Maybe you, you have a problem that you're not talking in the mic. I... No, I was doing it for effect. Oh. Jason. Yes? You're going to die. Yeah, probably. We're all going to die. Hopefully not too soon. So uh, measurements of 14 metabolic substances in blood were recently uh, were pretty good at predicting whether people were likely to die in the next five to ten years. Yeah. So they can check your blood and be like, mm. yeah. got bad Ooh, news for you. Yeah, right. You have that five-year lease on your blood. <laughs> right. I have some bad news. You have cancer, and you're going to die within the next five to ten years. But I, actually, it's like more like six weeks. I wonder – so we did that story a few weeks back – on the people who get like blood transfusions to like try and you know, I want young blood. Oh yeah, yo, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I wonder if that would affect this at all. Oh, I bet it would. Like, yeah, ooh, I got young blood in me. Like, <laughs> I got young blood in me. I'm not going to die I, for the next. It's like a blood eight, oil change. Eight to twelve years. I went down to Victory Lane. So they put me on the thing. <laughs> the doctor comes out with like the dipstick. Here you go to see your old blood. I want some yep. O positive W thirty. You, you got. <laughs> Got the new blood now. You fill it up to the line there. Yeah, see I that? don't care. It's old don't brown, show me. Old so, brown blood. It's nice bright red. <laughs> so uh, if anyone works in an oil chain shop, don't fucking show me the dipstick. Oh, I don't they care. Gotta, they got to show you I, the I dipstick. Just, I have to trust you that you're going to do things right, I, I even though I know you won't. I would you'd want to see a dipstick. You'd think I would, <laughs> of anyone. No dipstick. Don't whip it <laughs> no. out. I don't need to see your dirty dipstick. <laughs> 
I did all, it in all greased up. <laughs> so substances were identified using data from 44,168 people, people between the ages of 18 and 109. That's an old motherfucker. Uh, and the data includes death records and measurements of 226 different sub- substances in blood. Yeah. The 14 blood measurements were about 83% accurate at predicting the deaths that occurred within both five years and 10 years. So the so basically, it's not like you're gonna die on March thirteenth, two thousand and forty-three. Right. It's your blood says that probably in the next five to ten years you won't be here anymore. Right. Because you have extremely high cholesterol, or you have, I don't know, diabetes, or you are about to be put to death for multiple murders. <laughs> if you're a serial killer, I watched uh, Mind Hunter. The okay. second season came out. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Interesting. It's very good. Okay. Uh, the first season's good, but it's it's based in the 70s uh, when they were just starting to figure out, like, the psychological profiles of serial killers. Oh, okay. Um, and gotcha, it's based gotcha. on these two FBI agents that actually came up with the right. term serial killer. So it's like the like those real crime kind of yeah, yeah. things. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's you know— uh, definitely dramatized, right. but it's it. They have real killers in it, um, like the um, uh, uh, Charles Manson. Oh, okay. Right, was right. in the second episode, uh, the second season. Sure, why not? Yeah, not my thing. I the, no the crime drama meh. horror movies. Meh. Really? Yeah, not my thing. Huh? Halloween? Meh. I like Halloween when it's like pumpkins and cute ghosts and, you know, like Charlie Brown style. You don't like but to be scared. I I don't find it scary. Oh. I just find it gory and oh. macabre. So I used to feel that way and something changed. I'm not mm. sure what it was. I tried to watch Scream when it came mm. out and I got to that first, if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert. Get to that first scene yeah. when Drew Barrymore is like hanging from the tree yeah. with her guts out. I'm like, I'm out. I that's can't do this. One of the only movies that I w- I can watch. Really? Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But I don't find it scary at all. Huh. I find it an amusing '90s time. Interesting. Of- so I'm sitting. So I watched a scary movie. It's uh-huh. called The Ritual. Okay. Uh, it's on Netflix. Not a sponsor. Uh, but I'm like by myself in my friend's house. All the lights are turned off, uh-huh. and I'm watching this scary-ass movie. I had to fucking pause it. I was terrified because oh, okay. uh, I heard shit, and their dog kept barking. I was very scared. It was it was awesome. <laughs> I liked it. That doesn't have, that doesn't sound pleasant. No, to me. do you like uh, roller coasters? Yeah, you like being. I don't find roller coasters what? scary though. No, I find them fun. Yeah, they're fun because they're scary. No. Because you're moving faster than humans should move. Yeah, but I'm tied in. Yeah, that's true. But what if like, you weren't? Have you ever had the uh, nightmare where you're like in a roller coaster, but the thing comes up? I have not. Oh, it's <laughs> so scary. I did go on the blue streak, though, and we could not get the seatbelts like belted. Yeah. Like we couldn't get them to click together. I was with someone um, at probably like 12, 13. Well, yeah. let's see. I would have been like fifth, sixth grade, somewhere around there. Huh. Um, we couldn't get the seatbelt. So, like, we had the lap bar, yeah. but the seatbelt wasn't on there. And oh, I remember okay. coming down, like, the bottom of the hill and, like, feeling myself lift off the seat a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I wonder on the blue streak, would you actually fly out if there was no, like, restraints? I don't think so. No. And I seem to recall my mom saying when she was little, they didn't have, like, the seatbelt part. They just had the lap bar. Right. 
So, yeah, yeah. that was just Because that, that roller coaster has like, been yeah. around forever. It's like the 70s. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel like this episode has been a little, a little strange? <laughs> what about tangents? Why has it been strange? Uh, because we argued a lot. I'm in an odd frame of mind. <laughs> so I was thinking uh, before we get on the, before, before we, we, we past, finish the first story. Yeah, before we finish the first story, I was thinking it's weird philosophically. Okay. It's weird that we can choose to bring someone into this world without their consent. But they don't exist, so they can't consent. Right, exactly. I know that. So, there was some guy that was like suing his parents because they had him without his consent. It's like, yeah. shut, shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> no. Here's your opportunity to be alive. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying it's weird that, okay, so if you, let's say, your child grows up uh-huh. and she's 30 years old. Okay. Right? And she decides, I don't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. Horribly bad, right? That's that's right. like the worst thing you could imagine, outliving your kids, right? Yeah. But she doesn't want to live anymore. Like, how how dare you have brought me into this world <laughs> to suffer and to to lose people and to just be sad? As the Buddha would say, all life is suffering, and our job is to find a way uh, to end suffering oh. by removing attachment. Interesting. That sounds very positive. Mm. Like, sounds like an opportunity. Sounds like an opportunity to go and meditate. <laughs> well, that's where that's where our suffering comes from because we're attached. We want. Yeah, the things. suffering be- comes from wanting, yes. right? And yeah. so you have to end wanting. Yeah. To end suffering, right? So there you go. I want a pizza. Mm. I have no pizza. I'm suffering right now. <laughs> I've got one upstairs. Do, oh, in the, the freezer. You're going to end my suffering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the accuracy of the blood. Oh, back to this. The okay, blood bits, sorry. <laughs> uh, dropped to only 72% when they were predicting death of people over 60. Ah. So as you get older, probably, well, I mean, you're older and there's probably more of those things that like, you know, cholesterol or sure. whatever. Yeah. We talked uh, about some yeah. are already known to signal deadly conditions what? such as heart disease, cancers, diabetes, all leading causes of death in Europe and the United States. But others aren't clearly linked to mortality, such as acetoacetate. Acetoacetate. There you go. Uh, And so they need to do some more research following up on this. How dare you call me acetoacetate? (laughs) In combination, these biomarkers clearly improve risk predictions of 5 and 10-year mortality as compared to conventional risk factors across all ages. These results suggest the metabolic biomarkers profiling could potentially be used to guide patient care if further validated in relevant clinical settings. See, here's the problem, though. I take your blood. Okay. I check your blood out. You, I see these it. 14. Please take it. Yeah. I see these 14 metabolic whatever. Sure. I'm like, oh, well, sorry, you're going to die in five years. Let's not do this surgery. Oh, yeah. That's that's big. It's, it's not worth it. My father-in-law, since you mentioned him earlier, uh, needs a new knee. Hmm. But he's at the age right now that the knee replacement would not last until the end of his life. Oh. Based on his father's 
So what? They want to wait? Longevi- longevity. Longevity. Yeah. Longevity. <laughs> yeah. I fucked that, that one up. Longequivitivglavkigbel. <laughs> I tripped over my Geldar own tongue. Flavofgidtuvity. Exactly. Yeah. So what? They want him to wait until he's older? Yeah. They wait until he's older. They're going to wait 20 years, I think, to, to wait until he's like in his like 70s or 80s and then replace it. Wow. Because if they replaced it now. They'd have to replace it again? They'd have to replace it again when he was like 80 and that's too old to do another knee replacement. Huh. Crazy, Crazy. town. Yeah. Huh. So those crickets you hear. Yeah. By the way, in the background are real Can crickets. Can they hear them? Probably not. Oh. Becky says she can't hear shit. I mean, I drive on. I'm listening in my car, and I never can hear. Really? Last week, last week Turn we had up. a thing where like we paused because the dog was playing with a bone upstairs and yeah. it was making terrible noise. Right. And so I'm driving along, and it went quiet. I was like, what the "Fuck's wrong with the podcast? Why did it stop?" <laughs> and then we said, "Oh, well, it's the dog." It's like, "Oh, could we hear, assume couldn't everyone has like very high quality headphones like us? Yeah. They're listening in their their car." By the way, sometimes when you start doing the uh, FDR voice, it uh-huh. scares me <laughs> because it's very loud. I'm sorry, and I don't I don't know that it's coming. And sometimes blah blah, get a world side blah blah. I apologize. Right? Yeah, please do. <laughs> anyway, next story. Uh, a previous extinct species of bird have re-evolved oh, into shit. existence. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So uh, according to a study published in the Zoological Journal of of the the Linnean Society. Sure. I have a uh, monthly subscription. It's a peer-reviewed. So Mm -hmm. this is something that other people look at. Uh, So sediment from the Aldebra Atoll in the Indian Ocean uh, shows that the island has been completely submerged multiple times. And when it submerged, it wipes out all the species on the island. Okay. So it floods and everything dies. Uh, And every time, all species on the islands go extinct. But the Aldebra rail, which is a bird, has returned repeatedly. Interesting. Is this like a... a, uh... Like a small-time magician that's making these islands? <laughs> Al, uh, uh, Al Al <laughs> And it disappears every time. <laughs> uh, so the rail is an example of an itinerant So wait, there's evolution? a bird named a rail? Yes, it's called a rail. That doesn't sound very pleasant. Uh, and so this is a form of evolution when the same astri- uh, ancestral lineage... <laughs> Sorry, the way I'm looking at my monitor, yeah. it's like really hard because I'm like trying to look between my pop filter and it's like down and yeah. it's just... You should be looking at the big screen like I am. It's very great. I would have to turn around. Good. But it then... sounded like you were saying the astral rail. <laughs> ancestral. Yeah, the astral ancestral rail has right. returned repeatedly. Fuck it. Here's how it works. The bird dies. Yep. And then the ancestor bird that it evolved from... Yep. Comes and re-evolves into the species. Interesting. So basically, so interesting. Yeah. So basically, this bird is a flightless bird, which is why yeah. it dies when the island floods. Sure. But it's they all drown. Its ancestor uh-huh. is a white-throated rail or something like that. It can fly. Uh huh. And so it fly when the island comes back up. It flies from like Madagascar or something. Uh huh. Lands on the atoll. There's okay. no predators, so it stops flying. And it evolves into a flightless bird. Oh. And then the atoll floods and it fucking dies again. Wow. So it keeps evolving in the same way because of the same stimuli. Uh, 
and the same conditions. So this bird first went extinct around 136,000 years ago, and now it's back? Yep. When the sea levels fell, the birds flew in, they re-evolved, and they're a thing again. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. The study marks the first uh, time this type of evolution has been observed in rails and represents one of the most significant instances ever found in birds, scientists say. Interesting. Fossil evidence presented here is unique for rails and epitomizes the ability of these birds to successfully colonize isolated islands and evolve flightlessness on multiple occasions, said lead researcher Dr. Julian Hume. I mean, this is this is excellent. Like we get the debate about evolution being a theory. It's like it's yeah. fucking right here. Right. We can see it happening. But 136,000 years ago, Earth was only created like 8,000 years ago, so. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, good. Okay. Here's a segment. This makes me want to go shopping. (laughs) Jason and I are going to review products, I think. Sure. Corporate products. <laughs> Are capitalism. You ready? I'm ready. All right, <laughs> capitalism. All right. So today we're reviewing uh-huh. by listener request. Okay. And by listeners, I mean Logan. That's okay. He's a listener. He is a listener. He it's, listens it's, every week. It's interaction. He's a faithful listener. He is. Today He's we're reviewing some good stuff. the Charmin Forever Roll. Wait, what? The Charmin, the toilet paper maker, uh-huh. has uh, come out with a Forever Roll. What, like stamps? Which is, <laughs> yeah, forever stamp. It's the same stamp. price? It's a forever stamp for your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it is only sold on the Charmer website, apparently. Okay. And um, Oh, it's on sale, I see. It's on sale for a dollar off the <laughs> roll, right? That's but 10%. It's, it's, it's essentially just a giant roll of toilet paper. Wait, this is real? This is real. This is a real thing. This is from shop.sharman.com. I didn't even know you could buy toilet paper on the internet. I have a few problems with Sharman. One, those fucking bears. (laughs) I hate those fucking bears. (laughs) I hate the cartoon where the fucking bear has toilet paper bits like all over their ass. Yeah. Like that's not where the toilet paper bit would be, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, that's gross. I don't want to see that. Third of all, this is dumb. Yeah. So there's where a, am I going to put this? There's a starter kit. I've got a wall. You have, you have you have like limited space in your restrooms, right? There's only so much space on a toilet roll. So the starter kit includes oh. a a stand mm-hmm. that will hold this forever roll. Oh, good! Something extra to have in my house. And it's twenty nine ninety seven. It was fifty six dollars and ninety six cents. Uh, Charmin is not a sponsor, by the way. Um, the holder is included, and um, I guess it's glug safe and septic safe. Well, it's just a big toilet paper. Yeah, it's a big ass roll of toilet paper. Why? So why go up to one month? Why the Charmin website says before changing your roll, approximately two users per one month users, (laughs) and there's a money back guarantee. I don't know what the guarantee covers though. It just says money back guarantee. I don't know if your if your fingers break through, and you get poo on your on the tips of your that fingers. That probably guarantee. 
Is that part of the guarantee? You know, Tommy Boy said, instead of worrying about the thing with the guarantee, maybe you should just buy a nice product. I, par- <laughs> I, par- I paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. I paraphrase. Right. Uh, so the kit contains three bath tissue rolls, 1,700 two-ply sheets per roll, a total of 17 square meters or 185 square feet, and it's two pounds of toilet paper. So what's like the price per linear foot or whatever? What's the comparative so that we can see how this relates per unit to a regular roll of toilet paper, which is what you need in the first place? Because stop being a fucking lazy asshole. Wait, no, sorry. I forgot. Stop having the opportunity to not have to change your toilet paper all the time. You're such a dickhead. <laughs> uh, this is dumb. Well, okay, this so is it's, dumb. It's $30 to get the, the whole thing. So you get the whole, the holder. Which the holders exist otherwise, right? So wait, wait. So they, they found a way to make you pay $30. Yeah. Because they made a thing that doesn't fit in your house so that they could sell you <laughs> another thing that you shouldn't have to get into your house anyway. Because all you have to do is change the fucking roll. This toilet paper would not fit in your home. It okay, wouldn't. so It's like when you go into a public restroom yep. and they have like the giant rolls that are the size of like a record. Yeah. Like a, you know. They're the size of Wisconsin. Mode. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. It's the size of a laser disc. <laughs> Your science teacher just refilled the, the toilet paper. Do you remember the really tiny, like, uh, CD-ROMs? Oh, yeah. Like, they were, remember like, those? little, they were, like, the, yeah, like, like, so a couple, the, like, like the size of a post-it okay, note, so only you, round. Yeah, right. So your CD-ROM drive came out, uh-huh. and there was, like, the big thing, but there was also, there was like, a little, little, like, marker that yeah. you could put those in, and those were actually... I only saw one or two. Yeah. They weren't even round. They had like square sides. Mm. There were some records like that. So back when I was little, McDonald's had some sort of uh, contest dealing with the the Big Mac. Yeah. And it had the song, the Big Mac song, two all beef patty special sauce, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, not a sponsor. And then at the end of the song, it told you whether or not you won. And so when you ordered your thing, you got like the record, but it was a square record. Was this pre-Monopoly? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I was so little. I don't know. If it <laughs> I'm was. sure it was. Yeah, because Monopoly, I remember being around um, when I was little. Right. But yeah, so you get the record and then you play it to find out if you won. You yeah. never won. So current toilet paper rolls are the size of the mini CD-ROM, right? <laughs> By comparison, and like the regular CD-ROM is the size of maybe like a jumbo roll or like three ply, and then this is like the video disc of toilet papers. <laughs> This is wonderful. Dumb. This is dumb. So you're you have on your screen eight ninety nine for a whole roll. I have on my screen twenty nine ninety seven for the forever roll starter kit. You get the stand and you get three rolls. Oh, bulk discount. Save ten percent when you buy four rolls or more. Ooh, wow, that's amazing. So um I understand so one, that one bathroom tissue roll is seventeen hundred sheets. Yeah. I get it that you need to wipe your ass. And for women, you know, the vagine. Rolls are two pounds in weight. <laughs> That's a lot of toilet paper. I got two pound of toilet paper. Yeah. 40 pound a kid. Yeah. So there are some reviews here. Uh, I love Charmin. I love the huge rolls. It looks nice and goes forever. It's convenient and easy. This love, was paid love, for. Love it. Paid for. This yeah. is a Charmin. This is one of those fucking bears with the toilet paper on them. The rolls ass. are huge. Four exclamation points, but we have ten butts 
all caps, that used your roles in the house, so I know it will be used fast, but I, but with one T, I am enjoying it while it lasts, blah, blah, blah. Thanks so much for saving me from going to the store as often as I was. This doesn't change whether or not you go to the store. It's just a consumption. They just put it all in one roll. Right. If you get a regular roll of... Tw- Do they have regular rolls? Can I Can I just switch Can you over? buy regular rolls at shop.sharma.com? I don't know. This person says, Daughter was delighted with huge roll. Using in guest bath, quite a conversation starter. Yeah, like, why the fuck do you have this giant roll? Just change your fuck. You, you, how lazy are you? This is like, hey, look, I'm super lazy. Yeah, and they have these corporate chills. Hashtag Forever Charmin. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag the hour pod. We want to hashtag it so the millennials will. I'm going to hashtag this dick. All right. So here, let's look at, uh, what do we got? On the top of the website, they have, like, a big asterisk. Only sold here. 100% free shipping. I'm sorry, it says shipping uh, on the website. Jason's like on Amazon right now. I don't think you can find it. Wait, there's no, no, soft. I'm, not looking, I'm looking for just like a regular pack. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. There's, okay, there's soft, there's ultra strong, there's ultra soft, and there's strong. What the fuck? Why not just make like the best toilet paper you can? Well, maybe you have liquidy poos. I and always so you, do. So you don't need I always the have ultra strong. Okay, all right. I have you a, need something soft because you're wiping your ass so much. You need... You know, you don't want a, a raw b-hole. I have a confession to make. Okay. This week, just this week, um, I uh, so you and I talked about, uh, and I think Eric talked about um, standing up to wipe. Right? Okay. Yes. Yep. You guys don't stand up to wipe. You lean over to wipe, right? Okay. For pose. Sure. You're saying. Yes. Don't say sure. Do you or don't you? Why does it matter? I'm asking. Why does it matter? I don't stand up. You're just getting, you're turning your butt cheeks into a Rorschach test. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So thank you okay. for finally exhibiting your opinion. So I leaned over <laughs> to wipe my bee, right? Uh-huh. And my fucking toilet seat cracked. <laughs> <laughs> I broke my toilet seat. It cracked <laughs> only on the one side. I was leaning over to the side to wipe and it cracked right there. It went slap. And I was. Scared. I jumped up because I thought the whole toilet was coming down around me. Uh, luckily, it wasn't the whole toilet. It was just the seat. But I was, it was, it was very bad. It's very unhappy. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a shame. It's... So I, I had to replace my toilet seat this week because my fat ass cracked it. You need a nice, strong toilet seat. And yeah. you need a nice, strong toilet paper. I think I need ultra strong, Charmin. You know? So I'm trying to see. Here we go. Oh. All right. So. We said it's 1,700 sheets. Yep. So each roll in a regular thing has 286 sheets. For the ultra strong. Cleans better, use less, it says. So that's like six rolls of toilet paper, basically. Okay. Six rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. So you're not say, it's not a consumption saving thing. So they just took six rolls and put it into one. The, the big question is when you get the forever roll. Do you put it with the paper facing out or the paper facing in? Well, you're already being an asshole, so you might as well put it paper facing in. <laughs> you got to do out. Obviously. Obviously. On a roll that big, All right. you'd never be able to reach well, if you I'm, put it in the back. I'm very glad we have solved this problem. 
Yeah, just buy some regular fucking toilet paper. Go to Costco, Sam's Club, get it on Amazon. I don't give a shit. Just, well, give a shit and wipe your ass with regular paper. Don't be a douchebag. So that's the same uh, beats per minute that I wipe my butthole. (laughs) And? And? This episode has been brought to you by your Human Resources Department. Please, stop listening to the hour on company Wi-Fi. Human Resources, we're not after you, we promise. Okay. Well, speaking of other things that you could waste your money on, other than toilet paper the size of <laughs> and fucking laser discs. And a human resources department. <laughs> a couple in North Carolina spent $25,000 to clone their 19-year-old cat after it died. Oh, Jesus. It's a fucking cat. Go to the Humane Society. This They've was got a, like 100 exactly like your This cat. is a Stephen King novel, right? Uh, so Brian and Ashley Bullerdick. Yep, it is a Stephen King novel. <laughs> yep. Uh, they adopted Cinnabon <laughs> when they were newlyweds. Uh, and then Cinnabon, of course, did what all things did. It got older. It died. So uh, it, it got a blood test. It didn't test die that yet. Said, it didn't die yet. Oh, okay. So it's still, it I was still it was alive. got a blood test that said it would die within yeah, the next five years. They found some markers in the blood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Brian uh, heard that there was a thing called pet cloning. He he, dis, he discovered this when Barbara Streisand cloned her dog. Oh. <laughs> and, like, and he was like, wait, what? Yeah. Babs can do it? Oh, Babs could do it. I could do it. So after research, the couple called Viagen Pets in the great state of Texas. And they definitely aren't doing any genetic testing on, like, monkeys nope. to lead to a Planet of the nope. Apes type of situation. That yep. would never happen. Nope. Would never happen. So the same company that Barbara Streisand used, that Babs used, Viagen Pets is known for cloning horses, dogs, and cats. So they got one of the cloning kits. It cost $1,600 for the cloning kit. Wait a minute. I thought you said they spent $25,000. Well, the kit itself is $16,000. So the kit is what you do to collect the the DNA. Uh, And it sat in their freezer for months while they decided they actually wanted to do the cloning part. Hold on. Hold on. So (laughs) they decided after the cat died. No, cat's still alive at this point. Cat's still alive. And they thought this cat is so great. We love this cat so we much. Have it's nineteen, cat just like this, like you know, almost all cats. Yeah, anyway, all cats, uh, all caps. <laughs> uh, as Cinnabon aged, the yep. couple decided that they should proceed, and they took skin and saliva samples, and then Cinnabon number two was born. Cinnabon, sorry, Cinnabon. So I corrected you. Two. You did correct when me. I first saw this, and I saw the little wavy red line under it. Yeah, I'm like, like Cinnabon. Not- has an O, not a U, yeah. but this is the name of the cat. This is the name of the cat. Yeah, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. The second. Uh, yeah, so Cinnabon the second was born. Uh, they say that the cat's now five months old, and it's a, they say it looks exactly like its predecessor. <laughs> it's exact DNA match. Except for its demon eyes <laughs> and its lust for blood. <laughs> <laughs> totally normal. Totally no difference. No difference. None. Um, yes, it is a lot of money, Brian explained, but... People choose different things on what to spend money on. People buy nice boats on Lake Norman here, or people will buy nice cars and vacations. Vacation to the memory that lasts a week. This is about a family that can hopefully be with us for 19 years. Just get another fucking cat. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's 
So cloning is It's the, another example of not hearing the word fucking no. So cloning no, is an example. No, you don't get to have the same thing. You must move on. Of uh, nature versus nurture. So nature is mm-hmm. your cat is mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. You love it, whatever. Uh, nurture is like something happened before you got your cat or after you got the cat that made your cat uh, nice to people and like friendly to cuddle with or whatever. Yeah. But I, I just can't imagine this cat would be the same. It's very unhealthy. No, it's going to be different. So be... when we adopted our dog, Eva, uh, we were at a, like, a, what's going on over there? Yeah, it was very bitter. <laughs> Your drink was? Yeah, it was very. Just the bottom was was, bottom. was bitter? Okay. Yeah. All the bitter sunk. <laughs> That's weird. So uh, there was another family there that was like, oh, my gosh, she's just like our old dog that just died, and so we want another one. And so the adoption agency was like, no, I don't think you should do yeah, this. So you're expecting the one yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, because it's not going to be the same. It would well, never be the same. So before we started, we were talking about the cats that we had back when we lived in the apartment. Yes, right. And We've we known each other for a long time. Many we used years. to be roommates. Yeah, because we have our, our cat. We've mentioned this before. The listeners know. Let me ask you this. Yes. Would you go back in time and be my roommate again? Answer honestly. What, knowing what I know now? Yeah. Sure, why not? I don't think I would. Really? Yeah, I don't think I could. So, I, think, well, I Fuck you then. I think, no, listen, I think I would get a roommate that I didn't care about, that I wouldn't have caused a rift in our friendship for like a couple of years. I don't know. So like five years, yeah, right? Yeah, but you know, you know the situation, so like you could make better choices. Well, I did call your wife a bitch. Yeah. Like, so that doesn't help. No, it's not so, good. And, and you know, you know, maybe don't do that. Well, I, that was yeah, that was definitely like a mistake on my part. But maybe I would have called well, some other also, person's wife a bitch, and yeah, you know. But also, we didn't set good expectations on like what we all expected, like when. People are staying late while we have to work. Like, we never discussed how to deal with that situation. It was all an assumption. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if we had sat down and made expectations beforehand, it probably would have gone smoother. I think but it was our I first, learned. It was the first time. Yeah, I yeah. think I learned when I was 18, 19 years old. I think I learned to not be roommates with good friends because mm-hmm. you'll jeopardize your friendship. Sure. Yeah. What else? And we got back together. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's not like Taylor Swift, like we're never getting back together. We got we do, back together. We do, we do a podcast. <laughs> right. It's right. Anyway. And and I don't think wife's a bitch. I think she's great. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but so. Also, she listens. So. She, <laughs> so what we were doing, we were talking yeah. about my cat now yep. is a cat that we had right after you moved out of the apartment. Right. I uh, don't so, remember. Yeah. You didn't. He, he came in after you moved out. Yeah. Uh, but he's the last. I just remember last... the cat that pissed in the middle yeah. of my bed. So that's the thing. Like, yeah, that cat was an evil gremlin. She, <laughs> right. she was the as, worst. as diagnosed by by the vet, the, the veterinarian. Yeah, it's like, ooh, this is a little gremlin here. Uh, but I love that cat so much. She yeah. cuddled with me, and but I, I, even if I could clone her, I wouldn't want to. Right. Because she was a individual. She's gone. She's an individual based on her upbringing. Yeah. And how old was she when you she brought her at, uh, home? Well, she was still a kitten. Yeah. Like, she was a few months old. Like, old enough to come home. Was she weaned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't, okay. yeah, she was, yeah. like, she was old enough to, like, be away from her But she would be mother. different now because you're different now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and all the, like, fondness or, like, experiences 
that I had with her. And so this new cat would have different experiences. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't totally. have the same relationship right. there. And and also, like, we haven't got another cat like her. Like, she's a very specific type of cat. Right. Uh, because I'm like, nope, nope, we're good. Also, she wouldn't have a twin-size bed to pee on. And that <laughs> is, I think, the real rub for all cats. Yeah. They but, don't have a twin-size bed to pee on. <laughs> so, so, Norbert. Norbert yes. was the cat's name. Norbert yeah. and I. I like Norbert. Didn't get along. Just fine. She hated you uh, so much. For, yeah, she hated me. She would she peed in my bed, and mm. also she would pee on my clothes that you left, I left in the dryer in, in the dryer for too long. She's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, we, and so uh, we narrated the cat, <laughs> right? And, and she had a very foul mouth. Yep. Like your girlfriend would come over, and she's like, "Go fuck yourself, goddamn piece of shit." R- right. God, I hate you. <laughs> Hope you die. <laughs> yeah. It was a good I, time. I think Norbert's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I also don't, wouldn't want her to pay my stuff again. Yeah. But she do you remember, very... uh, I say I almost said we, mm-hmm. you, yeah. we got her fixed too late, right? Oh, yeah. She she should have gotten fixed sooner. Yeah. And so she, she was already like yowling. Go into my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, to get the echo. And get it in my tub to get the echo. And She'd go, do it in our bathroom. Ow! Yeah, she was like. Come fuck me. Right. So you guys went to the vet and they said, well, there's a simple solution for this. You take a pencil, the eraser side. <laughs> the vet didn't tell us this. The vet told us this, right? No. Who told you, us this? You told us this. No, it wasn't me. It was your idea. <laughs> no. So let's put a pencil on there and she can just no. like. So t- turn the, the pencil to the other side, to the eraser. You saw it on Reddit. That's fuck her with it. No, the Reddit didn't exist by then. You're on you steakandcheese.com. Fuck, fuck the cat a... with this pencil eraser, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> she also would stand on the, like the dining room table and yell. Yeah. It was like true. fucking Lion King. Okay. Well, anyway. So she had an explosive personality. <laughs> Explode over here, explode over there. Yeah. I'm over it. Speaking of explosions. Yes. Uh, the Hindenburg. By the way, we're at 105 right now. Awesome. Hour five. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's do, do it. it. We had a lot of, like, we had a long intro. <laughs> we did. Which apparently is our most popular segment anyway. Yeah. No one's listening now, yeah, so let's just it, keep going. Yeah. Uh, the Hindenburg. Yes. It exploded. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. 1937. Yeah, uh, so it, it exploded lost, during landing. They lost popularity in 1937. Yes, because of the Hindenburg. Uh, yeah, because it was you know it's a giant sack of hydrogen. Yeah, which is flammable. Yeah, and uh, there was some I think static electricity or something, and it sparked. There's and, a big thing. There's a big whole thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that there might be a conspiracy behind it or whatever. And of so course. exploded, and yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, well, maybe this is not the safest form of travel." being in a, under a giant balloon full of explosive gas. I think the problem is that it tried to land in New Jersey. <laughs> That's and what it was. the Zeppelin was, was like, like, I'm not no going thanks. to New Jersey. I thought we were landed in LaGuardia. We're not landing in LaGuardia. Hey, so I'm landing we drive. here. I'm landing here. We drive in our cars. I'm uh-huh. doing the whole mime of, of yeah, car driving. driving right now. It looks like I'm jacking off two decks, right? Yeah. And uh, we drive cars that have exploding gasoline liquid right yeah. in them and they're, um, they're they're dangerous as well and yeah. like a few dozen people did die during the hindenburg but it wasn't like you know the titanic right giant airships may be poised for a comeback Ooh, everybody likes an, a reboot environmentally friendly means of delivering goods around the globe we're running out of helium 
Yeah. But let's get well, some hydrogen. That's because helium is very hard to get. Like it's yeah. in pockets of natural gas and you have to. <laughs> that's the most Michigan thing you've ever said. They're in pockets of natural gas. <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself. And drilling out the natural gas is difficult and polluting. Sure. Whereas hydrogen can be harvested through water. Like we can split oh, it yeah, apart. Oh, yeah, because there's the hydrogen two hydrogens and one oxygen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so anyway, so what this, uh, a recent proposal in the scientific journal Energy Conversion and Management 10. <laughs> X. Or X, I don't know. I assume that anytime it's like that, that's like If a, it's an apple, yeah. it's an X. Um, I mean, it's 10. They believe that airships could be use, could use the jet stream for a sustainable transportation of cargo. So they're saying sustainable we Sustainable and very slow. I mean, boats aren't that fast. Next month, air. No, no, no. It'd be faster than that. Really? The jet sea mo- moves faster than a, in a boat. So the new airships would be 10 times bigger than the 800-foot Hindenburg if... That's like 8,000 feet. Yeah, if they that's were a, That's like a mile and a half. More than five times as long as the Empire State Building is tall, which, by the way, uh-huh. is like a great measurement if it's 1940. <laughs> it's the tallest building in the world. <laughs> right. It's the Empire State Building. Yeah. How many football fields is it? Like, how many iPhones would I have to put together to make, like, the this giant fucking Hindenburg thing? Lots. Okay. Because Thank it's you. like a mile and a half. I'd be like lots of iPhones. It's a, it's a mile and a half. It's 5,280 feet plus 2,640. Yeah, something right? like that. Sure. Anyway, uh, so it would soar high in the atmosphere. It sure. would use the jet stream to push it along. Uh, it would be able to do the job that like big ocean freighters are currently yeah. doing, and, oh, the, and the, be good. they're not fast. Yeah, like boats don't go that fast. We just did a story recently about um, was it Garfields or something like popping up and some... yeah. Uh, did we do the story? Or did we just read about it? Yeah, it was like a container ship like, yeah. lost a container, and all the Garfield clocks kept washing up in like <laughs> Ireland or something. Yeah. I think we did it. So whatever would happen, Garfield clocks would be raining from the sky <laughs> at this point instead of washing up on the ocean. Uh, researchers calculate that the airships uh, that are a mile and a half long could circle the globe in sixteen days. By my God, an airship a mile and a half long. And and in a little more than two weeks could go all the way around the world. Really? I mean, wow. I think that's faster than, like, how long does it take a boat to get from, like, Beijing to Los Angeles? I don't know, like a decade or an hour? <laughs> I, I would say it's, like, a while. Yeah. Depends on if the, if the passengers are protesting or not. <laughs> Yikes! Yo, current events. Yeah, you think the so um, container my... ship could like uh, travel the speed of sound? Eventually, <laughs> no. like it would be like the Concorde uh, Hindenburg, the, <laughs> the Con Hindenburg. Uh, so my goddaughter's boyfriend just went to Hong Kong. Oh yeah. Oh, is that right? And I was like, why is he oh. going to Hong Kong right He's now? He's gonna protest. No, no. He was like meeting a friend to he... protest. No, no, no. For a visit. Why would you go to Hong Kong if you're not protesting? I right mean, now? they because they took they bought the tickets before the protests oh, were going. Oh, okay, out. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, so a container ship goes 27 miles an hour. <laughs> That's slow enough to be in like a residential area. So the Earth is uh, a million miles around, like 24,000 miles around, eight million miles around. I don't know. Um. 
I feel like our podcast is in, has hit a new low. Because <laughs> we're doing math on how fast like it can thing And like you're Googling. The point Google's is clearly it would take enough. much longer to go around the earth at 27 miles per hour. Sure. So the, the Mythbusters like did the lead balloon thing. Right? What? They did a lead balloon thing where it was like. To see if it went down like yeah, a lead balloon. Yeah, they get lead foil uh-huh. and they made a balloon out of it. Okay. Apparently it was it still flew. Interesting. But more durable materials, including carbon fiber, which is... Which is very light. We've been, we have been being promised carbon fiber for decades now. Decades. Carbon fiber is going to change our world, they Doesn't say. Doesn't one of the new jets, one of the new planes, use some carbon fiber parts to make it lighter? Like Probably not. 777 Probably like or steel the or some shit. A380 or something like that. If they're carrying American passengers, they're going to be fat as fuck anyway. Anyway. So they would make airships safer and less fragile. Computerized weather forecasting systems would make them steer clear of storms and optimize the use of air currents. That sounds fancy. But they envision them still using hydrogen. Oh, no. And so you so you have a mile and a half long balloon yeah. of explosive material. I don't. I don't have that. Maybe you but have that. That doesn't seem like a good... I don't have the mile and a half long balloon of explosive but, materials. I mean... The Hindenburg is the only airship we know about. Yep. And only because it crashed. Oh, didn't the Nazis use the the airships? Yeah. The Hindenburg was a German airship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because (laughs) well before the Hindenburg accident in like 1922, the United States said, no, we're not doing this whole hydrogen airship thing. You got to use helium. Huh. Yeah. Uh, And so we banned it. Uh, But they were a foreign and like they were passengers and you'd ride over from... Germany. It'd be interested to interesting to look up in the sky and see like an airship with like it's it's flying over you and you like you order the toilet seat because you sat on it and broke it, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's like flying it's over It's an Amazon you. airship. Yeah, it's an Amazon airship. It's going to New York and it's eventually gonna come to you, but you're like, That's my toilet seat. And then we just put a little parachute and they just drop it down to you. Because they ate too much pizza. <laughs> yeah, oh they should just like yeah. Just like uh Parachute it down to you. Begin. That's what you said. I did. (laughs) (laughs) So Bolton also showed investigators a cell phone. You're starting in the middle. You're starting in the middle. We haven't done this story yet. Obviously, underage girls. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I must be on the wrong bullet. That's because we finished the last story, so I switched to the next story. <laughs> My bad. I'm and you sorry. start reading the final you spoilers. I just Jeez. I just I I I saw Hundenberg, I saw underage girls, I thought this has gotta be some nineteen thirties shit. <laughs> this has gotta be some Rockefeller shit, right? <sighs> Apparently. This woman. What Sherry, woman? Sherry? 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 Renee Bolton. Mm-hmm. So you know they're bad when they put their middle names in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got to put all three names She's in. She's 34 years old. She's I apparently born in 84. Of Siloam Springs, Arkansas. Or is that Alaska? Arkansas. Okay. AK is Alaska. But we'll it is. get beyond that. Interesting. I can <laughs> type that. <laughs> Pleaded guilty. Are we? Or, no, no, no. Or did she? She pled guilty. What is going on? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, let's, let's, let's search it out. Okay. State... Abbreviations. Yep, AK is Alaska. Show me. Yeah. Because I pulled this off of the news. From 50states.com, yeah. AK, so what's Arkansas? AR. Yeah. So this news, AR, we should should write to their editor. We should. Uh, The AJC, oh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which was uh, featured in the uh, second season of Mindhunter. Ooh. Anyway. So this Cherry Bolton of... uh, 
Arizona or whatever, pled guilty to distribution, possession, or viewing of child pornography and filing a false report with a law enforcement agency while trying to frame her estranged husband for child porn and alleged rape of their teenage daughter. Yeah. This sounds like some family drama shit. Oh, yeah. This is like 900% family drama. Right. Uh, In, I don't know. Uh, Alberta, which is AR, so, abbreviated. So, so court records show that Bolton went to the police two days after her husband kicked her out of their home. So okay. So get out. Sure. And made the allegation that her husband had been sexually assaulting their 13-year-old daughter, saying that she caught him having sex with the teenager. Uh, but they interviewed the kids, and the kids are like, no, that didn't happen. We totally feel safe with our dad. He's fine. <sighs> Because uh, there was an a, a 11-year-old, I think, so a younger daughter. Yeah. They were both, and they're just like, no. And he said, no, I didn't do that. And, yeah. Um, it sounds pretty bad. It does. Like, it might scar their children for life. Right. Uh, Did your dad have sex with you? Uh, no. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Uh, the woman also claimed that her husband struck her in the ribs uh, when he heard about this. But the police yeah. were like, yeah, there's no evidence of that. Like, we checked you out, and wow. it doesn't seem like you've been struck. Uh and then she showed investigators a cell phone that held several images of, quote, obviously underage uh, girls involved in sex acts. But a forensic investigation indicated that they had been downloaded the day after Bolton was kicked out of her house. Yanks. So uh, this woman, uh-huh. after being kicked out of her house, uh-huh. downloaded child pornography, which, by the way, apparently was readily available. Yikes. I mean, what did she just Google it? Yeah, was Google, does Google? I, I feel Google I, would like suppress anything that had that well, kind of stuff. Well, if you turn stuff, safe right? search off, maybe <laughs> I don't know. But you have to turn pedophile mode on. You, just, like, <laughs> right, you click yeah. that. Ugh, yikes! So she downloaded child porn and tried to accuse, accuse him uh-huh. of being the child pornographer. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. And she was the one who was the child pornographer. Yeah. Tag. No tag, Max. Yeah. You're it. <laughs> uh, so she will get six years probation. She has paid $2,000 in court fees. And okay. she is required now to register as a sexual offender. Good. Because she downloaded child yeah. pornography. That's the To one. try to fuck someone over. Yeah, Because she's mad. Like, so, like, it seems like maybe thinking, good choice kicking her out. <laughs> Just right. saying. Yeah. Like, maybe don't marry her in the first place, I guess. Were they married? Uh, it didn't, it didn't okay. say. Maybe they were just common law. Yeah. They talked about daughters and children, but they didn't talk about whether or not they were married. Yeah. In the state so. of Alakazam. <laughs> God damn. I don't know. Don't whatever, give me a hard time. Whatever AR said. I'm not giving you a hard time. I didn't. I'm giving the AJC a hard time. I, I. I'm going to write a letter to the editor. There you go. So, Jason. Yes. What did we learn today? Uh, We learned that we don't need to sugarcoat it. No is fine and people need to hear it. Okay. I was going to say no child porn, but that's that's good too. Definitely. Yeah. We. I mean, I I feel like we didn't (laughs) learn that. I hope we didn't learn that today. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that's been like a basis, like a foundational belief for many years that uh, like child porn bad. Yeah, for like, you know, a hundred years or so. Yeah. Or maybe fifty. 
but like the age of consent in a lot of states is 14. <sighs> there was a there was an article I didn't put it on there but it was about like child brides. Ugh. And like it was written I think when the people who contributed to it like she was forced into a marriage when she was like 14 oh. to like a 43-year-old. And it's like what are we doing? Fucking gross. What are we doing? And then I think recently, I think we talked about it on the show, like Louisiana or something wanted to lower the age. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Anyway, yes. What's wrong with this? Yes, agree. the Republicans. Child porn, bad. Child porn, bad. Not good. Zeppelin's good. <laughs> yes, we, we learned that uh, some people want to put a mile and a half long exploding balloon over the earth. Why not? And if it rains down Amazon packages, that'll be fine. Yeah. We also learned. I mean, most of the time it's going to be traveling over the ocean. So if it explodes. Yeah, we're probably good. We also learned that cloning a kitten is very expensive. Yes, but if but, that's what you want to spend you know, your money on, I guess, you know, it's not like people are starving or Yeah, probably worth it. Yeah. But you might get like gauge from Pet Cemetery. Because there's there's no other cats that you could get anywhere. Right. Speaking of things that are extinct, uh maybe your cat will just re-evolve <laughs> yeah, right. into its former self maybe <laughs> i don't know that's uh, what we also learned and we learned that your blood can tell us when you're going to die or at least give us an idea that it's coming soon yeah or maybe you just ate pizza it's like the previews at a movie the coming soon coming, coming attractions <laughs> your death <laughs> a heart attack because you got the nachos rated r and this hour has been an hour and 20 minutes Ooh. a record no okay jason yeah Positivity. Uh-huh. How do you feel about it? I'm not for it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm a positive person. Are you a positive person? I am. I would call you a negative person. I would challenge that. Really? Yeah. So we talked. You were talking about like um uh what did you call it? We paused the podcast. Thinking, thinking the thinking positive or we not thinking upstairs, positive, but like assuming positive, assuming intent. positive. And so let's say you're in traffic. giving people benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I give people benefit of the doubt, but I also like will assess it if they are a holes. Let's if say I see you texting while driving, you're doing something that's bullshit. You're, 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 you're being an a hole. So let's say we might argue about this. By the way. Let's say you're stuck in traffic and Uh someone's coming in and they cut you off. How do you feel about that person? I don't care. You don't care? No. Why not? Because I'm still going to get where I'm going. No. Okay. Like my identity and value in life does not matter whether or not I was one car length ahead of you. Sure. But don't you like assume if someone cuts you off in traffic, don't you like get mad at them? If it puts me in a situation where, like, it's dangerous, yeah. if, like, bodily harm could have ensued, right. then I might get annoyed. Right. But otherwise, like, most of the time, I'm I'm paying attention close enough that I'm, like, I'm like, all right, this guy's going to cut someone off. I can tell. You can tell. You can tell by the way they drive yeah. a BMW. I was like, all right, this a-hole's going to cut someone off. Or so have I'm just an gonna F-150. Make, I'm just going to make room for them. Yeah. They're so going to do it anyway, is, so here's the space. Just fucking do it. If someone uh, commits a faux pas in traffic... Like cutting you off, for example, or not using their turn signal or slamming on their brakes for what we assume is no reason, blah, 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 right? If you assume positive intent, you assume that they are working in the best interest of themselves and other people. I will never assume that people are working in the best interest of the other people. Why not? Because people are selfish. That's true. They're working in the best interest of themselves. Yeah. 
there is very little common good left in the world. Sure. Or there's very common good left in the United States. <laughs> I think... I, will, I won't say the world. I think that there's areas of the world that have a completely different outlook on life where the common good is still a bigger concern. So there is a... Um, I would say Eastern Asia, they're more concerned with common good than individuality. Really? Individuality. Individuality. We're, we're very big on independence. When you Indi- say Eastern Asia, you're talking about like Japan and what else? Like Korea. Okay. Just, just Asia in general. Like it just comes down to like the cultural expectations when you're talking about like Buddhism and Hinduism and that kind of area It and versus, you know, capitalist, independent, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, <laughs> your bootstraps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we care about the individual here, right? I'm my own person, and I made myself. I oh, did yeah, everything. Yeah, and, yeah. and other places are like, you are part of a community. You've brought dishonor to your family or, you know, things like that. Like, right. they're much more focused on the community than the individual, whereas America is like, I'm a self-made man, like, the cowboy, right? I I went out on the West by myself and found myself gold and built my own thing and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's, <laughs> right. yeah. that's what we focus on. That's what we we value, and I think we take it too far. Yeah, we're a very, like, independent yeah. culture, And no yet doubt. at the same time, one of our our – our mottos, e pluribus unum, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's a community spirit kind of a thing. Right. You know, so I, I think in recent history, we've pushed that too far. I agree. Whereas in the past, you know, we were much more focused. There was less, like we still were about individuals and about whatever, but there was yeah. still the idea of like a community and, or at least that's the impression. I think we touched it's... on uh, earlier in the podcast, maybe before we paused and went upstairs and argued for a <laughs> while. We, we touched on um, uh, being positive and corporate greed and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Did we talk about is, – is that was that part of the podcast? I don't – I can't remember. I don't remember. Five minutes ago, let alone an hour I know it definitely was offline. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, about – a lot of these things are right. trying to get you to internalize capitalism sure. and make that as part of your outlook on life. Yes, I remember now. So yeah. it was uh, not – there are no problems. There are opportunities, uh, right? Yeah. Rule nice. Yeah. So it, I think because there it's, are the – problem, The problem is it's phony. Is it's, it phony? It is phony. It's, you, it's corporations trying to get you to buy something and so they're utilizing – these, you know, mind tricky kind of things to try and get you to feel an affinity toward their brand. Yeah, but aren't mind tricks tricks to our mind that are good? No. What what if you're, advertising okay, so, is mind tricks? They're trying to yeah. get you to th- associate their car with sure. being sexy and sexy with being, you know, a real man or whatever, and so they're trying to connect all those ideas together. So that you'll buy their car. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's not that's, beneficial uh, to anyone. That is a a greed sort yeah. of corporation kind of thing. But are you are you saying that having a positive attitude is a bad thing in life in general? When it's being used to try and sell you something, yes. Okay, but what if it's just okay, so let's say you're an employee of a giant corporation. Let's say you work at Amazon. And Amazon forces you to tweet things or whatever. Mm. That's not real, but it is real. 
Um, but if you like just have a positive attitude about working at Amazon, doesn't that make life better for you at Amazon? So what you're saying is look positive at being exploited. So look positively, not at being exploited necessarily. But that's what's but, happening. You're being exploited. See, that's what I'm saying. It's yes. It's they're shoving. So it all goes into late stage capitalism and whatever, mm-hmm. and trying to get you to accept that corporations should have that power over you. Yeah, but it's not you know, that the you corporation should be, has you power be happy over you. That you have a job. Yeah, but you should, you should be happy that I'm giving you this opportunity to work at such low wages in such a terrible condition because there's so many other people who would love to be in so your position. I agree with you. It's on a this. manipulation. I completely agree with you on this. I think that, as an example, Amazon has horrible working conditions for their employees, right? And that's bad. But it, can you will you argue that having a positive attitude? Even at a job like Amazon is a bad thing. Yes. I will argue that because then you get complacent and you get in the situation where you just accept exploitation. But you can't Think make the best of, of what you Why got. should you make the best of it? Yeah, but like if, you, if you're not happy, get another job. But then also get another job and make it the best of in what you, if is you're going on the new job. If you're in a structural situation where you don't really have those options – Uh-huh. Making the best of it, like, yay, I have a job that's exploiting me because but I if, have no other option. Like, let's take it to a situation where we look at something like slavery. Sure. Well, you should make the best of it. No, you should fight back. You should murder your slave mm. owners in their bed. So that's an interesting point. And that's what it is. And be, and that's what corporations want you to believe. But they want you to say you should be happy that you have this job. You should look on the bright side of all these bad things we do to you so that you don't organize into a union and actually fight back. Isn't sometimes fighting back making the best of a bad situation? Wouldn't, wouldn't murdering the slave owners be the best of a bad situation. You're thinking positively, I can get into these people's house, mm, I can murder them in their beds, and I'll be free. That's right? definitely what, well, no, you're probably going to die. You're probably going to be killed as the militias oh, come in and take you out. That's like self-sacrificial or sacrificing yourself for others. What 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 you would be arguing is that you shouldn't fight back. You should just look on the bright side. At least you have a place to live and they're feeding you. Who I think it's I go think, go out and work those fields because at least look on the bright side. I think You're slavery alive. obviously is bad. Wage slavery also is bad. Not as bad, but it is bad. Yeah. But also, your frame of mind determines who you are and what your outlook is on the world. And uh-huh. so, slavery I think is an extreme example that definitely happened because white people are the worst. But if you can, in our current society, think the best of what your situation is, I think that is, like, of course you want to find a better job. Of course, you're not going to stop trying to better yourself. But if you can be happy while bettering yourself, I think that's that's better than being, like, miserable, right? Being happy is better than being miserable, right? So if you fight back, is that going to make you happy? Fighting, yes, maybe it would. Fighting back against what? Whatever system that is oppressing you. 
Yeah. Well, do you feel? Are, are you going to feel? Are you going like to system is oppressing you? Are you going to feel happy, unstressed by fighting a corporation so that you can unionize and make meaningful change, or is that going to make your situation less good? I think that you are mistaking complacency for um, a. Forcing, pushing the idea of a, you know, looking on the bright side will lead to complacency. I don't think so. Because you go, well, at least blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, at I'm least not going to, I'm not, not going to really push for that one thing. That's the problem in our country right now. Yeah. Well, you know, at least. Is that the problem in our country right it, now? It, I think is a major problem. We are, be, we are far too complacent. Hmm. We are letting power centralized in a way that it was not designed to because we're just like, well, you know. But who are the designers even? The fa- the framers of the Constitution. The framers decided that Amazon should be this big-ass company that rules over people. They decided that we would have a – yes. They decided that we would have a f- – system where people could have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that if we didn't like how things were going, we could vote. However, we become complacent. We go, well, you know, I just don't like hearing about all this bad news, so I'm just not going to pay attention. I think you can be whatever the opposite of a complacent is. Active. Active and happy at the same time. Well, I'm not arguing that you can't be happy. I'm saying that the, the idea of... Always look on the bright side leads down the road to a lot of complacency. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy right now. But I'm also not complacent. Things need to change. Are you not happy right now? Like in general? Oh, definitely not. Really? You're not like one to ten, like overall life happiness. What are you? One is like you want to kill yourself and ten is like. Oh, like three. You're on drugs. Really? The situation we are in is perilous. Would you have said the same four years ago? No. Okay. We are in an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah. I it, think we're is, leading toward that existential crisis. I, I, I so people decades. joke about moving to Canada. I yeah. am not joking. So I have literally looked into it because I do not necessarily believe the United States is the best place for my family. I completely agree. Completely agree with you. And it's because we are complacent and we accept the argument that. Well, you shouldn't complain. Be happy for what you have. All right. Well, this comedy podcast <laughs> has been brought to you by Charmin because it's a load of shit. 